0: Hey everyone, Kevin Goatee here from Gutting the Sacred Cow, you know the podcast you're about to listen to. Wow, we had ourselves a hell of a discussion today with AC Rowe, who came in to try and take down the Wolf of Wall Street. Before we get to it, please, again, go to our social media, Gutting the on Twitter, and just give us a follow. Instagram, Gutting the Sacred Cow. Same for Facebook, just like us. That's it. We put up polls, we try and do things besides promote the podcast. And please, yet again, go to iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to us right now. Please, pause the podcast. Give us a five-star rating and a quick one-to-three-sentence review on how great we are. It really helps. We're trying to get the podcast numbers up so that way we can become more sexy to advertisers. And those suits on Madison Avenue go, hey... Kevin and Kevin, let's give those guys a few bucks so they can kind of get out of corporate America already. That's all we're asking. And now, on to the podcast. Gather round is what I know.
1: It's just that this cow has got to go.
2: sacred
0: cow god damn it we're back again gutting the sacred cow i always do this is this episode eight now sound about right right kevin yeah yes. kevin israel's back in the house today we are joined by ac Rowe. hello guys what's Producer happening extraordinaire
1: just living the dream man sitting here with you guys in wonderful new jersey yeah, yeah. new jersey is wonderful but, Isn't you know, it? it's. I had somebody tell me the other day. It's like a place where people are disproportionately proud of something that's slightly better than mediocre, and I firmly agree with that.
2: I've said in my life. I'm living a B minus, so that <laughs> sounds
0: about right.
1: <laughs> it, I just
0: came back from Disney World as I was talking before. It's so funny. The Southern people, I know, since you're from the South, you're going to get a good laugh. It's like they all, wherever they travel, they always have to fly their colors in full fucking force. Oh, of course, head to toe, Alabama. Of course, those are the gross people. LSU yeah. garbed. Georgia garb, and it's just... I'm like, I'm, I'm not wearing my Yankee stuff or my Giants stuff, whatever. I'm, I'm a fan, but I need to tote it out every two seconds, but they're just... You could just tell them and they're just, they're just the
2: annoying. SEC producing the best of the best. Yeah. But,
1: you know, at the end of the day, and of course, now I, I'm a kid born in Arkansas, grew up in Louisiana, went to Ole Miss, and oh, lived in Alabama oh, for a long time. Um, How but, many Super Walmarts did you have in your neck of the woods? You know, I actually had... Does the, your alarm go do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do? It does not, but... I, I have been to the very first Super Walmart ever. Worst it's, humble brag I've heard all day. It, it, it is by far as unimpressive as you would think that it would absolutely be. But I bet the people out. in it are really impressive. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, um, it, it, it's a place that, you know, it's funny. When I moved up to New York, people started asking me, they're like, did you go through culture shock when you moved here? I'm like, no, I go through culture shock when I go back <laughs> and see a Super Walmart. If I can't walk to the bodega, if I can't, you know, if I have to get in a car and drive somewhere, I do have a lot of stress and anxiety around that. <laughs>
0: It's amazing <laughs> on number, the number, the, the amount of obese people zipping around on scooters and just you know expecting well, you to move out of the way, and they're just garbage people. I'm like this nation, like you can just saw off half this place and no one's going to miss well, it. In, in all fairness, th-
1: three fourths. In, in all fairness, half the people in New York are garbage too, overweight. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I think people as a whole are garbage. Regardless sure, of <laughs> no, no, I agree. It just, yeah. but it's more prevalent when you have that annoying accent, the overbearing twang. So so <laughs> when, when, you want to talk about annoying accents, though, and actually we're going to get into that a little bit today in the film that we're talking about. As AC has selected, the Wolf of Wall Street. Absolutely the worst movie of the last 15 years. Hands down. Oh. The worst movie of the last 15 years. But one of the problems with it is not only Leo's accent. Margot Robbie's accent is so bad in there, it actually makes her unattractive and ruins what is undoubtedly one Mar- of the There's, another, Margot, Margot, there's another one. There's Margot another Robbie
2: one. could be speaking with a stutter, a lisp. And a, and a, and and she could still and, uh, put on a fantastic performance. So,
1: so Mar- Margot Robbie, hands down, that is the second best nude scene in the history of television or movies. Only behind Sasha Wild Ale- Things, Sasha Alexander in uh, in in Shameless. Disagree. What? Hey, Wild Things is amazing, but Sasha Alexander. Let's also forgotten
0: not forget Shannon Elizabeth in American Pie. Right. Oh, that, that's so solid. good.
1: We're, we're rounding out a good top five that I'm not going to fight with anybody <laughs> yeah. over this one. Five, on <laughs> the heterosexual in this room, we'd get, we'd be getting targeted
0: for cancel culture. But no, that was one of the that we've had the, the last discussion we had. He was like Kevin was saying, "Oh, Emma Stone is cute." I said, "Give me one film where she looked hot." He's like, uh, mm, "Uh, no, there is no such thing because she's not hot. Hands, you... hands down, Emma Stone is not attractive." Thank you very much. Not attractive. Not
1: attractive, not attractive at all. She so, is
0: the new poor man's Beverly D'Angelo without the great tits.
1: So, I, I, and another for a classic scene. I, I understand what you're saying, and I'm not saying she's unattractive because beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and ugly is a fact. So she, <laughs> she, she's not. It, it's not ugly as a fact. She's just not attractive. She's fine. She's not visually offensive. Right.
0: Exactly. But Margot Robbie in this film goes exactly what I was telling him before. You have, when I say an actress's name, you have to spit out within a second of a film where just an absolute no-brainer like this film is. It? But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We will get there. Now, we're to start off with a few segments. First of all, we're going to talk about some stats. Rot- Rotten Tomatoes, 82% by the audience. Ironically, IMDb, 82 one hundred and sixty-nine million dollars domestically, three hundred ninety-two worldwide. Quotes. Do you have any quotes from this film, Kevin Israel? I've pulled
2: out a couple. You know what? I don't off the top of my head. I, this wasn't. This wasn't one of those quotable movies. I
0: disagree. There are a few, but it's, listen. It's not pulp fiction. It's not Caddyshack. It's not Naked Gun quotable. But there are a few that stood out. This is the first one. Uh, well, one of I should say the. Mm, Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good call. That's a good call. Good Second call. one, sell me this pen. That's a good one. Let me tell you something. There's no nobility in poverty. I've been a rich man and I've been a poor man, and I choose rich every fucking time. And my other favorite one that's under the radar. What kind of a hooker takes credit cards?
2: Oh, I Robert just thought. Reiner.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, I just thought of one.
2: Yeah. When uh, when Margot Robbie first walks in and they're sitting there, he, he, if one guy goes. I'd fuck her if she was my sister and the other guy goes I'd let her give me AIDS. because you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> guys do that we say like she's that like I, it's like I would lick her ass after 25 mile an hour five, 25 mile run whatever you I'd know suck a fart out of her ass <laughs> <sighs> Kevin Israel where does this stand first of all your thoughts before you even break it down thoughts on the film have you did you read the book I did not read the book I read the book Five to seven times at least. Really? I love the book. I read this book long before it was announced as a film. My dad gave this book to me. He goes, read this. You're going to eat this alive. The back of the jacket said, now sold, option rights to oh, Martin funny. Scorsese. Did the book match the movie? The Well, the book is damn near perfect with the film, really? which is an absolute rarity. Wow. A few a few made up, well, I'll, get, I'll get into that in a bit, but it is probably one of the 10 film the books that are just parallel with each wow, other wow. so they did it, it says he did a great job with it. that so uh your thoughts you enjoy the film oh, did- i
2: love this movie i saw it in the theater yeah um i thought it was a fantastic you know quasi fictitious biopic biopic uh biopic is it biopic, or biopic no it's biopic is it biopic
0: it's biopic um, we love correcting each other's grammars or or questioning on word selection. On this, <laughs> is that a word? Especially um, when Jeffrey Paul sits in.
2: God, um, I you know I any I I love. First of all, I love finance movies partially because I don't understand anything about finance. And he's Jewish. Don't and forget this, that. And the scene where he starts explaining what they were doing there and why it was illegal, and he goes. Let's be honest. You guys don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I took, that was—I was sitting there. I was like, I don't know what he's talking about.
0: And then he said that. I was like,
2: he's like reading my mind.
0: I completely <laughs> agree. I also am a sucker for finance films. Wall Street, amazing. By the way, Boiler Room. This was the this inspiration was, yeah, for yeah. Boiler, which I love. Boiler Room, the Gen oh, X
2: Wall Street, such a great, movie. fantastic. Look at this film. smile. Ear to fucking ear. Great,
1: now ear to fucking ear, baby. <laughs>
2: um, so yeah, I—I I, I thought it was great. It was. It actually managed because a lot of. Quasi biographical movies don't have full plots. You don't Correct. feel like like you get a, a little snapshot of whoever's life you're talking about. But this actually felt like you went from him. I thought the the start of him from where he was nothing. To go into the Wall Street firm, the whole scene with McConaughey, him going into the the, the little shitty shop where he sells the the penny stocks for five thousand so, dollars. You, do you know who
0: that guy was who the head of that that room was. If you sell if you sell this for five thousand dollars, I'll, I'll suck, suck your dick. dick. <laughs> do you know who that guy no. was? Spike Jones. Was it? Yeah. Holy shit! Yep.
2: I, yeah, I never put that together. Beastie
0: Boys director of, of the film Three Kings.
2: I uh, I I I loved this movie. I, loved, I do. I love this movie.
0: I also love this film. I saw this. Uh, an open Christmas day I remember that I saw it the day or two after Christmas with my parents cuz my dad who hates mostly everything he sees yes my dad is one of two people who to hate who hates pulp fiction he really doesn't get nuance and and, and twi- he twists and turns science fiction forget oh, yeah. it he is out but that being said he saw All the Downton Abbey episodes and saw it willingly to go with my mother, the film, when it came out a few months ago. Go figure. Greg's got culture sometimes. Anyway, I saw this opening uh, two days after opening with my parents and nothing, nothing put a smile on my face, on my dad's face more than in the first three minutes of the film where Leo's getting the lap dance, me going, holy shit, that's Tracy Jane. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tracy Jane is a comic we know. I love her. She's on my show, Comics Watching Comics. Season two, I think she's on. And my dad looks over and goes, with this, smile he goes, "You know her?" I'm like, "I didn't do it." He goes, he goes "I said I, I didn't date her." This is what I was obviously with my wife now. I remember yeah. when she filmed that scene. Uh, oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. She's a sweetheart and a peach, and you see uh, a good amount of her tit too. So yeah, uh, she was not scared. No, not at all. For a Scorsese part, you could see my A-cups, yeah, D- D- A-minus, B-plus, whatever you want to call it. I will put my taint on TV for She's, this. Yeah, to film. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love this film. I've seen it multiple times. The bu- he has three books. The second book talks about when he was in prison and that life uh, of him being in prison and so on and so forth, and the life he had to dig out afterward. The third book is his selling techniques and how it's all about reinforcement and just finding common. Base and just it's actually a very good book if you're a salesperson in your day job like i am he got a million bucks for this movie yeah well he said to pay a lot of people back yeah he had a
2: lot, a lot of, of people back. a lot of owen
0: all right kids now we're gonna watch the trailer for the wolf of wall street my
1: name is jordan belford the year i turned 26 i made 49 million dollars which really pissed me off because it was three shy of a million a week we're making a name for ourselves. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in circles. You know what a fugazi is? Oh. Pugazi. It's a uh, fake. Hey, fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazzy. It's a woozy. It's a f- fairy dust. Was all this legal? Absolutely not. We were making more money than we knew what to do with.
2: We don't work for you, man.
1: Yeah, my money taped to booze. Technically, you do work for
2: me. Bring What's wrong, Daddy?
1: But what should you bring home? Oh my god. FBI. Any kind of booze you might want? No, the Bureau forbids us from drinking. <laughs> Ugh.
2: So follow me, you good. Ah! I'm doing 500, I'm out of control. Ah! But there's nowhere to go. Ah! And there's no way
1: to slow If I knew what I knew in the past I would have been blacked out on your How does this actually work? There's okay. a big money sign They get launched at the time They stick
0: yes. This is their gift, okay? They're built to be thrown like a lawn dart One,
1: two, three!
0: Stop, okay? safety first Safety Obviously, is, safety go. is God, first I okay. okay. don't want to get a bad reputation i
1: right. And I'm and I think i It's the omen I keep it 300 Like the Romans, 300 Where the Trojans, baby, we Mhm. on. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, next segment called 5 fun facts. Fine fact Number one, Matthew McConaughey's mm, is his actual warm-up before he does any scene. And DiCaprio saw this and said, I want this in the movie. <laughs> so he had that in the film. Jordan Belfort, the name of DiCaprio's character, his cellmate?
1: Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. No kidding. On a bullshit bong possession. Tommy like, was actually the guy who said, you need to go out and sell your story. So, like, Tommy, of all the reasons I want to like this movie, Tommy Chong being behind it and being Jordan's cellmate is one of the reasons I really want to like this movie. I just can't get behind this movie. Number three, Jonah Hill
0: had to be hospitalized from all the vitamin B which he snorted, which, of course, was Uh, the cocaine. (laughs) Jonah Hill wanted to work with Scorsese so badly he showed his taint. No, he <laughs> he took the SAG minimum of sixty thousand dollars to do this film just to work with Scorsese. Wow, DiCaprio made twenty five million just to give you an idea. Who did Leonardo DiCaprio beat out for the bidding the bidding war for Jordan Belfort's rights? Who did he beat out? What Brad Pitt. You know it. We are going to our next section. Mm. We do five. Oh, you have a point. I I have one more fact. Please do. Uh, Matthew McConaughey
2: was so thin. Yes, he was. Emaciated because he was coming off Dallas 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 Buyers Club. Club. And
0: that was a hairpiece he was wearing, obviously. We like to do our five-star critic reviews, our one-star critic reviews, five-star audience reviews, And our favorite, the open micers, the (laughs) one-star audience reviews. Those are our favorites. Five-star critic reviews. Number one, The Wolf of Wall Street does not quite have the subtlety and richness of Scorsese's very best work, but what an incredibly exhilarating film. A deafening and sustained howl of depravity. Again, English lit majors are hard at work. (laughs) The Wolf of Wall Street is a magnificent black comedy racist. Fast, funny, and remarkably filthy. DiCaprio lives it up like the king of the world. I see what you did, you punny son of a bitch.
2: New York Times, get him.
0: Lives lives it up like the king of the world and swaggers into a staggering performance. Deplorable, hysterical, phenomenal. The Wolf of Wall Street spirals with sins and sizzles with exuberance. One-star reviews. There is no psychological insight, no moral insight, just no insight. Full stop. And it palls after a while. Did my mom write that review? Yeah, it's like almost a lecture. The director of this film plagiarized *Goodfellas*, but did a poor job. What? I'm gonna let that sink in for a second. What? Yeah, not half as interesting as the original. They're two different films. It's the same director. He plagiarized from anybody, you cunt. Cuts a guy for a guy or a girl. Just ask people from England. Yes. Like a hyperactive three-year-old. Sure, for a little while, over-the-top antics and outrageous moments are cute. But after three hours, it becomes exhausting and annoying, leaving you simply waiting for it to be finally put to bed. That's how, what your wife says about sex. hey Oh, I'm sorry. This is the, uh, the user reviews. Okay, five-star user reviews. So this is called from Amazon. This one, the first one, is all in cap, so this is why I'm yelling. Ah, screaming. You will see lots of actors, actresses. Again, I don't edit. Actors, actresses, you have have in other movies. It was nominated for Best Picture for a reason years ago. Watch it, and you will never forget it. This is like an Asian person very dangerously learning English. I had five cups of coffee before I this. This is like a soup Nazi without the, uh, the GED. <laughs> Second one. The DVD has no extras, but the movie's exceptional in exceptional many ways. It's three hours long, and the content is such that this long runtime does not take away from the film. A must imho after I rented it from Redbox. I like how he's giving his uh buying <laughs> specific- specificities here. Unlike in years past, I seldom buy it from the primary market anymore. Ooh, a bootleg. Right, right. Yeah. I don't like you because you're dangerous. I'm naughty. Ice man. Most titles are either bought low. Either bought used locally, or when the opportunity is present when I'm on the road. Like the many days I'm willing to pay three to five (laughs) dollars. This is why I pull them. Like the many days I'm willing to pay 3 to $5 for a day rental are long gone. How about iTunes for 2 bucks? Long before Blockbuster's demise of paying $10 for a used title, the amount I'm willing to part with now is in the range of 2 to $6. Again, I love <laughs> the breakdown of his spending habits, which means he's a cheap fuck. That's why he doesn't buy from the primary market. My mother still washes my genitalia. <laughs> and spread your ass cheeks after you're done taking a dump mommy i'm done like my four-year-old Clean. does Clean. bought this here when the price hit ten dollars with tax it would be about eleven dollars
2: <laughs> considered for inflation thirteen twenty five. this
0: this one more this movie is awesome funny and entertaining don't watch it with your innocent children i wouldn't recommend it watching it on a first date either I oh, would, because yeah. at least you, you're going to get it all, it all Randy in the mood. Oh, yeah. Especially when she's blowing the Ferrari in the first 30 seconds. You're going to know if you're down for play that night. Will you let me snort coke off your tits, baby? Yeah, oh my God. No? All right. One-star user reviews. Again, the Eastville 6 o'clock mic reviews. Now, I, some of them I kind of summarized, but everyone who hated this film, 98% of them, vulgarity and sex were the main complaints, so one guy writes a ton of people complaining about the vulgarity and sex next one after this movie was after this movie was pumped up to me so much i was anxious to see it but hated it i did get amusement out of the characters played by jonah hill and john favreau who had one scene one scene john favreau is he really gonna cause that much of an emotion for you for one scene, maybe two scenes the guy really liked Rudy, man. I mean, he was a big uh, um, Happy from uh, Iron Man fan, yeah. right? I <laughs> love seeing him pop up places. The movie that, uh, by the way, the food truck movie he did is pretty good. Give oh, that a and look. The chef is amazing. I liked it a lot. Uh, I
1: loved the original Daredevil.
0: The kid the kid is annoying as fuck, though. <laughs>
1: yeah, but he he's so good throughout the entire
0: Oh, movie. I love the yeah. film. Yeah. Sophia Vergard. And, and by the way, I love the, uh, hey, Robert Downey Jr., you owe me for putting you in Iron Man. Now appear in my three <laughs> scenes here. Yeah. The movie seemed to be at max level for the entire movie, and by that I mean, from start to finish, everything felt like it was pumped up on adrenaline and caffeine for the entirety of it all. This guy is the king of redundancy. I am a huge fan of DiCaprio, but just wasn't feeling this movie. I needed some quiet time after seeing this. (laughs) That doesn't sound
2: like he I thought do, it was a one star.
0: Right. I felt like that was like a two or a three star. But
1: I, I, I actually think that's a legitimate complaint about the movie. Fair. The, the movie, to me, is a great collection of scenes that's not a movie. But and, see, no, and,
2: but that's, I feel like that's how his, like, him looking back at his life, it's all these just coked up, crazy moments that were just laced together. To,
1: to me, it's just a masturbatory fantasy of who he thinks he was. Strung together in scenes that are incredibly too long. All right, hold on. We'll get to you. We'll get to you. Don't want you to worry. I'm sorry. I'm he not can't. Gonna, I'm himself. You're allowed to expound, but just not in
0: this segment. He's got, he's got sheets of notes got that notes, look like man. Trump's. I know he from t- the he impeachment he took pictures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like the cue card for SNL guy here. The only reason for the star, one star, was to open the comment box. The moral compass of anyone associated with this piece of garbage is definitely pointed in the gay direction of hell. <laughs> And I think this what? person, I, the, gay, the direction gay direction of, of hell? No, I'm sorry, I have I, 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 my, my own thoughts, is definitely pointed in the direction of hell. I wrote, you know this person would probably send their kid to gay conversion yeah, camp okay. or disown them. <laughs> I put the gay part up there. That's, that's my name. Next one. Typical Hollywood crap makes business look bad and ignore the corruption, greed, and dangerous laws passed by all levels of government. On top of that, poorly done. Oh, Looked okay. like the story was made up as they went no <laughs> it took place over a year god that's what people are done it's based off a book again this someone this is the same person who likes peanuts cartoons i bet uh uh-huh. okay what should we do tomorrow i know let's swear a lot and have some nude women run through the set that sounds like great to me how about bring
2: in the strippers
0: a typical piece of hollywood trash no clue how the economy works or how jobs are created and money is made a complete farce i much think that this guy has a good handle how to make it's money feels like my dad lecturing me about something yeah that first review felt like my mom
2: this one feels like my dad
0: and I, everyone watched it think they're going to hell and i think people who say that they that this film is going to hell say the word cuss instead of curse which <laughs> makes me not take them seriously ac moore is here to voice his displeasure on the film well, A.C. A- C- Moore. A.C. A- a- Rowe. A- oh my God, I see Moore. I was going to no, say, that's Jesus a paint
2: store. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I apologize. A-
1: A.C. <laughs> a- a- Rowe, the floor is yours. <laughs> so, first of all, for all of the reasons that I should like this movie, it blows my mind that I don't. I mean, it set a record for the most uh, uses of the F word in the history of. Of film Beating the, Scarface, the, which we did two episodes the, ago. There's somewhere between 506 and 569 uses of the F word. It's every minute and a half. DiCaprio likes the to say
2: words a lot, because in uh, Django Unchained, he also said, I think, the N word more than any other uh, movie used d- d- it. Yes, d- I, I would not. That's
1: your that safe all. word from my understand, correct? Uh, yes. <laughs> so, so like, I mean, you've got the fact that they're throwing all convention away. I love that. You've got Martin Scorsese, which is amazing. You've got Terrence Winter, who, I mean, uh, Terrence is a friggin' rock. Star he, I mean, from The Sopranos and everything else that he did, it should be good. You've got Jonah Hill. John Favreau does make a, a, an appearance. You've got Margot Robbie. You've got mm. everything that should make a really good movie. And you didn't. And the, the number one problem I have actually throughout the entire thing is, candidly, Leo. Um, Leo, to me, in this movie and in most movies, just is not a good actor. You, it's like To me, if True North exists at 90 degrees... You, wait,
2: you're saying Leonardo DiCaprio in other movies also isn't a good so actor? I,
1: I've seen Leo be good in... Growing Pains. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Never saw it yet. And me neither. Yeah. Basketball Diaries. And everything else, if, if True North a, a, as a human being is 90 degrees, right? Mm-hmm. If you can show me a full range of emotion within three to four degrees of that, and you can show me the opportunity... When you get happy, there's a moment of recognition. When you get sad, when you get angry, there's a moment of recognition. When you get excited, there's a moment of recognition. Every time in this movie, Leo goes to the, this guy's point, go, that review's point, goes from zero to a million. And there's never any in between. That's the first issue that I have with it. Actually, the first issue I have with it is it starts in Act 3. So a movie should start in Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. Act 1, get the lead character stuck up the tree. Act 2, throw coconuts at him act three, get the lead character out of the tree. It starts with, and Tracy's scene is not three minutes in because the first five minutes.
2: Yeah, it is further in. the, the, The
1: first five minutes is actually act three, right? So we start with a really, really cheap Flashback that doesn't do anything to advance the plot advance the story and actually steals the opportunity for you to tell us a linear story where we actually see who Jordan was at the beginning because who Jordan is at the end is not who Jordan is at the beginning and we get robbed of that in act one by that five minute a flashback to Act 3 so we understand who Jordan is at the end but we don't get that opportunity to see him grow because in the beginning he is a guy in that Matthew McConaughey scene in the very beginning with the mm, mm-hmm. mm, that by the way, when, when he does that later on, you can obviously tell that they filmed that after they filmed that scene with Matthew because he does it wrong when he does it live in his speech right it 's like he had never actually heard it, and so there 's nothing in that scene that actually advances any part of the movie that advances any part of jordan 's growth. It robs us again, just like the flashback of the opportunity to see who he is and what how he 's learning what to do, because when he gives that speech in the chop shop at the beginning, we never saw how he learned to do those things. And we could have done that had they not done those things in the beginning. If that's something that somebody had actually done in Jordan's life, there's value there. Otherwise, it's the same thing going, you know, Tom Hanks stole shimmy shimmy cocoa pop from his kid and put it in movie because they needed something we're doing the same thing. That scene goes on forever, and the only thing that that scene does is it shows me that there was more depth to Jordan at some point that we don't get to see because he won't even drink the martini that's poured for him he won't do coco so
2: you're so you're saying you never get to see him evolve from the from the good guy. To the asshole.
1: So you never get to see him evolve from the good guy to the asshole, but also he will not drink a martini that is poured for him and sitting in front of him in that scene. Four scenes later, four scenes later. Doing crack. He's smoking crack with yeah. Jonah Hill. Yeah. So, so like, it's, just, it's a missed opportunity for with a great writer, with a great director. An amazing cast, minus Leo and Christine Milioti, by the way, which she – I know she is like a darling of, of Broadway, but she absolutely was terrible uh, as Johnny Sack's daughter in The Sopranos. And How I Met Your Mother. She killed the last season of How I Met Your Mother, which I think is one of the things – I think they edited out a lot of her scenes – I didn't like that. I didn't like her in that spot. And I mean, she's
0: just—I know there's something weird about her face and her teeth. are just like,
1: she. I mean, she just she yeah. didn't bring anything to it. No. And so with that, we also have we, zero
0: pathos for her as a as a as a wife. I mean, the scene in the limo. You're like, ah, he's a piece of shit. But you, you don't really feel like, oh, dude, she's such a cool girl. Why'd you have to do that? You know. But see, here's
2: here's here's my my counter to your point, point. and yeah. I think you make you do make a good point. Very and much. I, and I also I hate in movies where they jump from the start to he can do it now. Just don't worry about it. We're not. We don't need to explain. He can just do whatever it is he needs to do at this point. And I hate that. I I like the training montage. I like saying, oh, he he bl- he bled and sweat to to be able to do yeah. whatever it is they're saying he could do, or he evolved. He worked his way up to crack in the back alley of wherever he was doing with Joan Hill. But I I always looked at this movie as it was through jordan's eyes through the way jordan looked back on his life and even if it is even even if it is his own amped ups roided up version of what he believed he lived i always felt that all that stuff was cut out because it was never important to him he saw that guy that he once was and he was like yeah he was an asshole let me get to the good part
1: yeah so so i i, I get it and that gets to my point where it's a it's a great collection of a bunch of scenes that are all too long You know, a scene in a movie should be a minute and a half to two and a half minutes long. That's how long most scenes should be, with the exception of maybe one or two really important things happening inside of that scene. The average scene time in this movie is over three and a half minutes long. And so... It's again, it's it's a great collection of these these pieces together. And, you know, you're talking about the training montage. There's just there's never any story development in any of it. It's just clip after clip after clip. And then it goes into this weird fourth act like they're on Titanic when they're on the boat, Mm. kind of like as much as I love the movie Stripes stripes should almost be two different movies Well, stripes
0: right? the end of stripes is awful the yes. second
1: half of stripes is awful so 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 the, yes i 100 percent agree with the with the tank but but this when they when they leave and they're on the boat and all of a sudden the boat is sinking and like there's just there's no reason for that and i you mentioned something earlier i loved this movie the first time i saw it when it was called boiler room like, because boy, the room is this story. It was told from the perspective of somebody that worked for you know yeah. Thomas Everett Scott was supposed right. to be jordan belfort I, I I really loved that story at this point, but this one I, even his relationship with Margot, while you do start start to see a couple of little clips, a couple of little changes he's the guy that's in love with his wife. And we know, ne- I mean, there are some hookers, but we never get to see that change We we are deprived that story inside of the way that this is told to understand why the minute he sees her, he has to have her at a party that his wife is, is at. And I mean, I'm I'm glad that he did because it creates, you know, some really fun scenes, you know, later on, but those are the piece. There's just, there's no development. There's no character growth, any change, and there's – you guys are familiar with the concept of Chekhov's gun, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. So uh, people listening, if you don't know, basically Anton Chekhov said, look, if there is a gun on the wall in the first chapter, that gun better go off at some point and shoot somebody. Mm -hmm. Well, the inverse is true as well. If somebody in a movie sneezes, somebody's going to die of a cold shortly thereafter. That's Mm -hmm. right. If if somebody coughs, they're sick and they're dying. But the inverse is true as well. If I've never seen the gun, the gun can't go off. The gun can't just shoot somebody if I hadn't seen it. And there are so many things in this movie that are the inverse of Chekhov's gun. We do not ever get to see why he, you know, what changed that he's doing drugs, what changed that he left his wife. Why is all of that going on? Other than Margot Robbie's just incredibly. But
0: hot. you, but you don't think that when he smokes crack with uh, Jonah Hill, that was kind of the gateway moment to get him to start of the fucking path but, but, with but, smoking drug, with doing the drugs. But, but why?
1: And like in that scene, you don't even get to see him so, struggle. So, so
0: what? Yeah, I was gonna say, what if in that scene
2: when he, uh, when Jonah Hill goes, because I almost, I, mean, I just, I just watched this movie, not even knowing we were doing this. Um, it's not even one hundred percent clear that that moment where they go do crack is in the same moment that when he when Jonah Hill calls his boss and says, "I quit." It almost feels like it's a different. It's, it feels like a di- it's a different moment.
1: I, I do think it's a different moment, but we didn't see what transpired we didn't see what happened and in that scene I, I think you were about to ask what if we had seen some challenge some angst what something? if yeah
2: what if he, what if jonah was like you gotta smoke this crack and he's like ah, i don't do that and he's like come on you're a big guy now you gotta do crack if we had, if that had happened sure
1: but all, okay. he, all he says is i'll do one hit and he does it and it's obvious it's the first time he's ever done it because he's like oh my god like it blew his mind that and it,
2: did it you know it's a good point it's crack
1: Right. It's not even like
2: weed. Yeah, it's like crack. he's never done drugs before, and somebody's like, "Here, take a hit of this," you know, with this bong, and you will be like, "All right, it's crack." Yeah. Like crack is like you. He just jumped a few levels. Few <laughs>
0: went to the top of the
1: skyscrapers, <laughs> but he did. And four scenes before, he wouldn't even drink a martini. Yeah, that's a, a good point. Like, so, so I mean, like, bit of a leap you're saying a bridge a bridge too far. Absolutely. Okay. I uh,
0: while you look at your page of notes here, I had a couple here I was going to throw in here. The first thing, the opening scene, it made me. Yearn for the days of midget tossing before PC culture made it taboo. I miss midget, midget tossing. Oh, yeah. Rubbing a midget in Vegas is good luck. <laughs> Especially if I see him in the airport, the taxi land, that's going to be a good time.
1: Oh, no. So uh, uh, just, I mean, like there again, there are little things throughout the entire movie. Uh, I, his wife nags him one time. She nags him one time about his business model. And what does he do? He changes the entire business model. Like she nags him. She's like, don't you think you should be stealing from rich people instead of poor people? And all of a sudden, he's pulling together that team with Kenneth Choi and Ethan Soupley and everybody else. It's the, the show me the pin thing that bothers me, too, because, one, that, that's a question that's asked in every sales interview ever. Um, and most people don't understand what the purpose of that is. That's a,
2: that's, it's funny. Mike Rowe, yeah. does a whole, there was a whole podcast where Mike Rowe did. And, and when he went to audition because he, he started off on QVC yeah. and he went in and they said to him, sell me this pencil. And they rolled a pencil over to him, and he sat and he went through that. He he said he spent thirty minutes talking about a pencil. And he could see them. They were, like, looking around wondering when he was going to stop. And he, he, they said nobody's ever – because he went through, like, where the graphite was made, why the wood was made, why why it's, like, recyclable and this whole thing. And they were – at the end, they were like, nobody ever spent that much time talking about the pencil. Well, they and, talked about what the pencil could do. Well, Great.
0: And, now, here's a job. You can go up to your knees and shit and pick <laughs> stuff out of it and tell, talk to these backward-ass
1: people <laughs> making twenty grand a year why it's fun to go through a, a, you know, a water filtration plant. I'm I'm sorry. I was thinking about micro standing in the water filtration plant there for a second, uh, and then it's a all nice this, picture, huh? All, all of a sudden, I saw you standing up to your knees in in, in fecal matter. There, oh, I would love to see that. Um, well, Go to an Eagles game; you'll see plenty of it. <laughs> Boo! Uh. So so, but 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 with that, like she she, one time she nags him. He changes his entire business model. We don't see anything other than just this weird jump cut to a scene where he's doing it.
2: You know what? And and it's, it's that's that's actually a good point because when I was when I was just watching it, uh, I thought. And I don't think it even they even it even happens in the scene when he said when she says why don't you you know why don't you take advantage of rich people you never see him like that 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 like light bulb go off in his head if they and I was and I I it's funny because I was like is that what he starts doing next yep. and it and it did go to that and I was like why didn't they just show him kind of like look off and be like huh there should there's something yeah, some yeah, sort that's, of that's
1: a good point some <laughs> sort of realization and then it immediately goes into the on the phone montage that I wish had started at the beginning where he's learning how to do the sale. And again, I I do think in the beginning, if he just picked up a couple of different lines from people and it ended with him sitting in the chop shop, on the phone, closing his first deal, where he goes for the close, which they kind of do for the new guys as he's training yep, them, yep. and they're learning. But you know that entire scene is lifted from Boiler Room. Yeah, like, like, like there's a line in there where he says, "I'm not going ri- uh, to make you rich. I'm not going to make you rich. I'm not going to make you poor." But then he also goes on to say. Don't I I ask people not to judge me on my winners. Yeah. Judge me on my losers because I have so few. That's Vin Diesel. Yeah. When he is on on the the phone. phone. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the entire scene is lifted from Boiler Room, which in all fairness lifted without paying Jordan Belfort the, the, you know, his life story for the movie but 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 this like it it does that
2: and but you, and you know what's it's it's funny because i was actually waiting for him and i got the two movies confused because i was waiting for him to go you never pitched the bitch right because he was at one point he's talking about that i don't care if your wife call, if your wife answers, and i was waiting to say oh this is when he says you yeah, don't pitch the bitch yeah, that's, and it's, then i never Nikki did katz. it i was like
1: oh that was boiler room that right. was not this movie it's Nikki katz on Giovanni yeah. Rabizi's yep. very first day now here's something i, I like i rewatched this this morning um, that I never realized before, and I do have to fact check, but I am pretty certain that episode of The Equalizer that that that, that <laughs> Robert his Rock, dad was watching that his dad was watching. Do you know who the the actor on the screen in that that episode of The Equalizer was? No, I am pretty certain that Steve Buscemi. Like Holy there's shit. a Steve Buscemi cameo. No, that was Steve was Buscemi, it?
2: but yeah. I don't. I thought that was set up. I thought that wasn't an actual episode
0: of The Equalizer.
1: That I don't know. I think I they just them, did
0: that to be fun. I I'm
2: thought like, that was like crap, a – I Washington.
0: never watched Equalizer. I wasn't paying that attention to that scene that closely. I don't think
2: that was a real – I thought – because that stuck out to me too when I was like, oh, I think they did this just for the movie. I don't think it was a real episode. I could be wrong.
1: Well, I'm, I'm not certain. It's kind of like where um, Selma Hayek in Four Rooms is the dancer on the room that um, – the Antonio Banderas kids, where the hooker's dead in the bed. She's the stripper on right. the TV. Was that a real thing, or did they do it just for that movie? Yeah, or was
0: that Dust Till Dawn? I forgot. It was Four Rooms before or after Dust Till Dawn? I, I saw Four Rooms once. I wasn't impressed, and I kind of filtered it out. So I,
1: I think Four Rooms was before from Dust Till Dawn. Um, I really enjoyed parts of Four Rooms. I didn't enjoy the Madonna um, scene, but I really enjoyed Tim Roth and the kids with the dead hooker in the bed. The Quentin Tarantino cutting the thumb off, like like those. I never saw it. Yeah, never saw it. But anyway, so so we're we're running um, kind of away from Wolf of Wall Street, not on purpose, but uh, because there's just so many fun things to talk (laughs) about inside of there. Um, To me, the whole thing feels like poorly done improv. I, I think there are scenes where Terrence Winter came in and he said, "All right, you know what? Just do your best impression of." A weird version of the sopranos like where she's like i just put bermuda grass on the lawn it sounded like something carmelo would be beaten up on tony about and there are scenes that just go on and on like the scene where rob reiner first comes in and they're talking about the the american express card like the the scenes go on with no point no purpose and again they're all just too long i think i hear you those are these are some good
0: points i think i'm more forgiving and not picking up on these nuances, you are because I already know maybe more in the background because I've read the book so many fucking times. So I, I'm, and again, those those are all fine. Those are all fair points. Again, I just think I right, I remember that from the book, so I'm not as, as unforgiving as you are, which I see, but. I think that's what I get. The accent, are you talking about Margot Robbie with the Margot with the Robbie's
1: accent is terrible. Well, she's supposed to be from Bay Ridge. I mean, that's like the that's almost Staten Island. But like it's so bad it makes you want to poop your own Have you dick. spoken it's to somebody guy. from Bay Ridge? Yeah. 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 it's a terrible accent. But but so if you can't it is a bad accent, but if you can't put it on and make it believable, just Don't give me an accent. And, I mean, Leo's accent is terrible at the beginning of the movie and somehow miraculously just goes away throughout the movie. Like Carrie Fisher in the first ten minutes of Star Wars where she (laughs) goes English and all of a sudden She she never (laughs) fails that one. Yeah, Yeah. she forgets that one. Um, And and Margot Robbie's goes away, uh, you know, somewhat throughout. But it's like in the beginning in both of their scenes where they first start to talk, it's just incredibly fake. And, you know, being a guy from the south, I hear a lot of bad, fake Southern accents that I think get in the way of people acting. And if, My if, accent's great. I don't know what you're talking about. If, if you just will give us that performance without worrying about that, you can actually give us depth that, that that's not there when you're so tied up. It's kind of like what they did with uh, with Chernobyl, right? Um, they all are british yeah you know and which is great because they wouldn't have russian accents they'd be speaking russian right and and so they they filmed for two days and they're like this is terrible like like, we're not getting a good performance from anybody so what they did was they were like just be be who you are be british i would have much rather have seen that i mean margot robbie could i wouldn't want her to see an australian accent um or australian but if if they had just not tried to put it on so heavy i think it might have been a little bit more believable. But at the end of the day, I don't believe in him. His motivational speeches are terrible. Again, there's never a single moment in that. Even the times he gets happy, he gets sad, he gets angry. Even when he's getting drunk or he's getting high or whatever it is, you never see the progression to that. Especially in his motivational speeches, the worst being, I think, when he's on the balcony and he's screaming and yelling into the microphone. There's no real performance there; it's just him yelling. And, and go ahead. I th- here's the thing, too. I think
0: it's a victim of its own success, and by that I mean back to boiler room. The boiler room rah rahs are fucking great. Oh yeah. man, they are ben killing. It. Exactly, Ugh. he kills it. So it's like. That horse has already been let out of a barn, so if they were to do that same exact kind of you know staccato the, the, high, the, the high energy pitch the entire time they 're going to go, "Ah, this is fucking boiler room, but for most people who don 't know that that 's what it's lifted from, right. they wanted to avoid that same stereotype and had to go a separate way, right.
1: so that 's I think why they did and they made that choice. but what you could have done is you could have started by showing me a story of A guy who's struggling just a little bit. I didn't need to see the the cocaine being snorted out of the hooker's ass. Like I didn't – like later on maybe, but to start with – like give me a real story. Give me a real challenge that this person's going through so I care about their success. And then when they get arrested, either I hate them so much I want them to get arrested or I care – you're like, man, he just got caught up in stuff. And I understand. Like show me that path where I either hate him or I go – It's understandable how he got here.
0: So in the second book, he does get into a lot of it. So he used to be – I haven't read in a while. He used to sell ices on the beach. He also sold meats door-to-door and created – that's where he really started the business building portion of that. So, again, in the the sake of editing and and trying to be succinct in a three-hour film, uh, they couldn't have that in there. Could they have had a five, ten-minute – Five minute scene, maybe showing him building his, you know, building his business chops, sure. And then they could have cut out certain scenes, like the fucking ham choking scene, which I that it took That's so terrible. long. The whole quade, the whole lemons thing is in the book, and he goes through that, which is fine. Go high on the lemons, come back from making the phone call, talking to Bo Deedle. again. Also, that happened, but we don't need the whole ham. That was five minutes. I'm like, Jesus, age Christ, let's fucking cut that. So that, again, I see your point. They could have done that. was another book, but it doesn't help that's not in the film. But they, you do see and then understand, okay, he's how, here's how he became good, building his chops. His wife, again, had a lot more of a role in the second book. But, again, not in the film, so it doesn't count. I, I get it, though. I, I, and that's I, just Rebecca. I
2: also think you made some great points. A lot of our guests weren't unable to make such cogent points. but Nice word. Uh, yeah. Nice word. I had to search for it for a sec. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I have to say that I watch this movie, and I always, and I feel, and I, I mean, it cl- clearly is, the movie's supposed to be through the eyes of Jordan, and through, and, and there's, there's two competing facts, well, not even competing facts, there's two simultaneous factors. Scorsese wanted to make a movie that was close to the book, that
0: wanted he wanted to stick to the source material. Very close. So, all of his and, films do, because Casino's, I read both Casino and Goodfellas, very, yeah. very close, all of them. So he wanted that
2: mission accomplished, but also the movie is you're you're seeing it through this guy's eyes and i'm and i think and the, the bad accent and and maybe not intentionally but i think like the bad accent his memory of you know of her and the way she is and the way his wife and his, his original wife suddenly just just becoming this kind of obnoxious nag where she didn't seem to really be like that before i think it's all you're all supposed to be like oh i'm living in this guy's eyes i'm seeing it how he remembers it and he remembers weird things in his life and these weird moments, and these things are what was important to him, and it all just kind of snowballed and snowballed until you got to this crazy moment in the boat, which was just like what 's happening and it was almost it was almost like a, a an analog for his life, what was happening in his life right then he was in a storm, he was out of control, he was in something that was bigger than anything he ever deserved, and it was all fucking going down and so that whole this whole movie, this whole ride you went on, which is really just a compilation of scenes, almost each scene is like almost like a short little story, was the way he saw his life and the how he saw. What he saw is important to him.
1: And, you know, like to me, th- th- like that's a fair assessment, but there's no real moments in there at all in any of it. Um, and I, I think, you know, if, if we're being honest and we're really talking about, you know, remembering our life. Right. And I, I think we all would have these crazy hyper you know exaggerated versions of what really happened because that's how we remember it and you know we we want to be the big guy we want to be the one who won the fight we want to be the guy who won the football game there are real moments inside of that where you'll remember something important and sincere and give me some sort of reason to be part of wanting to know you or wanting to understand why i care yeah i took a stripper to great adventure that was an important right? moment. What? That, you did that's yeah. an important moment nitro but but none. Water park. But none of that. There, <laughs> there's never a real moment inside of, of of any of that. And you know one thing that I did leave out that I think is a reason we should all like. Again, it's another reason I should like the movie. It's an independent film that was made with stolen money from the Malaysian. uh I just fund. read a
0: book about that guy. Jay Lowe's His name is Millennium. Is it Millennium or Red, no Red Granite? Right. Yeah. Red, Red Granite. Granite. Stole all this money to be this this wannabe playboy hung out with Paris Hilton and uh, um, oh, my God, fucking uh, Lindsay Lohan. And he had the whole chasing and courting of Leonardo and of the film and the whole. You're exactly right. I was going to get into, getting into that later, but go ahead. You got to, this. They
1: had to settle with the U.S. government without admitting any wrongdoing. They gave 60 million dollars back to the government because which is amazing that our government took 60 million dollars that wasn't stolen from them. It was stolen from somebody else and they kept it. <laughs> which is absolutely amazing. that's neither here nor there yeah but no, <laughs> but no they, they they did they took 60 million dollars from the malaysian uh wow. wealth fund to make the movie uh so again like there are all of these things that make me want to pull for it but just at the end of the day i think it's a good compilation of a bunch of scenes that are all too long that don't go anywhere acted poorly by leo um and and as much as i love scorsese and terrence winter not well written and not well fair directed. assessment Right. Ferris, uh, I had a couple more notes here, and then we're going
0: to wrap up. Uh, I wish there was more McConaughey. Love I him. In this. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, you know what?
2: And I think. And I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. I want to say, and I could be wrong. I think he was filming Dallas Buyers Club during. They, I think they I think brought him right. in while he was filming it. Yeah, he's amazing. They just wanted him in that. They wanted him in that for that scene. So, so, I mean, he had, what, two scenes, the one in the trading floor and then in the restaurant. Right. And that was it. And I think that was all he was able to give them.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's so – I think he's so great in this. You know, the only thing missing was, like, a, a Lincoln and a rambling
1: soliloquy the well, we entire time. We didn't get an all right, all right, all right. Yeah, you I know.
2: know. You, you, a, fuga, a, fuga, a fugazi, fugazi, fugazi whatever. It
1: doesn't it's, matter. It's fairy dust. It's, <laughs> that,
2: John That Ber- is
1: a good speech.
0: John Bernthal is the perfect oh, prototypical so Long Island douchebag fuckface. So face. good. Jonah Hill, perfect, the Long Island annoying Jewish guy, the whole, the, the veneers and the whole, right. oh, I love that. You wanted him to get punched in the face, and he did. And actually, another fun fact bonus, Bernthal actually punched, he said, punch me for real, and he blasted him open to the point where he had to get his veneers fixed. Dude, man, man. yeah. The scene that always bothered me with Jonah
2: Hill was when he goes up to him in the diner, and he goes, "You show me a paycheck for seventy thousand dollars, I'll come work for you." Yeah, yeah. Of course, you will. Like, yeah. why is that an offer? Yeah. Yeah. Like that—that that makes no. Like, yeah, if I go up to anybody and be like, "If you can pay me this much, I'll come work for you," yeah.
0: oh, okay. DeCabrio goes, "No, no, no. You can come work for me, but I get to fuck you in your butt." <laughs>
1: well, you know, there is one line in there I think is great, where he's like, "Well, actually, it's seventy-two thousand dollars last month." Yeah, like, like, like that. I am like, okay, yeah, that's that, that's pretty strong. Yeah, I'm
0: being honest with with my you know statements here. Um, and I actually wrote out my, my uh, Mount Rushmore of hot films moments. Uh, Denise Richards' Wild Things, number one. Strong. Shannon Elizabeth, American Pie, as I mentioned before. The two I forgot to mention. Erica Laniac, Under Siege. That's good. you yeah, goddamn right it is. Oh, yeah. When Teddy's out of the yeah. cake. And, of course, everyone's favorite, and you can't go wrong, probably the most jerked-off scene in all time history of films, Phoebe Cates, American Pie. I'm sorry, uh, Fast Times at Richmond High. Although the super rapey tones in the end, but nonetheless, Phoebe Cates still makes my dick hard.
1: Well, I'm glad you're on that side of the table <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're not watching it now Trust me, it's AC. not going to reach you <laughs>
1: Kevin Israel, did he
0: make A dent in your opinion He of... did make me think, well done Well mm-hmm. done, you
2: did make me think, you did make me question it He did not change my mind that it's a great movie But uh, but you made some awesome points And you obviously prepared Some good arguments On a 1 to
1: 10 AC, where give me a number 1 to 10 for this film in your opinion I, I mean, I, I'd give it a 3 Wow, wow. And, and I would say go back and watch it now with those points and see if you can watch it and feel the same I
0: way. just can't watch I just watched it 2 weeks ago I can't watch
1: it it's a 3 it's, hour it's, commitment Yeah <laughs> two, 2 hours 59 58 minutes. yeah they had just a tick yeah. under. You're right, but but yeah, three. Uh, and I, I'm I'm stretching to get to a three. What about you, Mister Goosey? I enjoy I enjoyed
0: it again. I'm I, so, I'm a Homer again. I read the book so many times. I love it. The book, the film scene being so true to it. You already had me there when you at least keep the integrity of the book. Yes, you do make some fantastic points. Yes, de- no one's going to argue it's not too long. Uh, I don't mind films that are long, just, as long as they don't drag. There are uh, the ham sandwich alone scene. I was like, God fucking damn it. Uh, There are three other scenes I think I got to think off the top of my head which they are but there are other ones I know and I go ah can we cut can we just cut you know two forty five I could have walked out of there and been and just you know none the wiser I think you make some good points you're not going to change my mind Uh, I still I give it a solid seven seven and a half right
2: around there let me ask you something this is going to be completely out of left field yeah do you think Animal House was a good movie
1: love Animal House. It's
2: interesting. It's interesting that you made that argument, because really, if you go back and watch Animal House, it's just a bunch of scenes that's strung together and there's barely a plot that goes
1: through them. So there's thing with Caddyshack there.
2: Yes. Well, Caddyshack wasn't even supposed to be that movie.
1: Right. There is a difference in movies that you saw as a kid, you saw as a teenager and the fondness that you have for them. Um, I've not gone back and looked at it you know with that kind of microscope uh i'm gonna have to now and
2: i do love caddy I, um, I, I do um, love animal
1: house but, right me but, too but this came out with 2013 yep yeah um so it's it's top of mind it's something sure. that i okay. saw with you know after i had sold my first television show and done things like that um that that makes a difference um but i'll have to go back and watch animal house if for no other reason watch Blue Doe with the mashed potatoes. <laughs> get it AC Row, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at ac underscore Rowe and on Twitter at am not Kevin Bacon. Oh, you certainly are not Kevin Bacon. I am not Kevin Bacon. Kind of wish you it were. It'd be kind of fun. Wouldn't yeah, it? it would be. Then fun. we'd make fun of Kevin Bacon. We're only one please. degree.
0: We did a shoot. I did a commercial shoot um, with a bunch of comics from about a month or two ago for Nathan's Hot Dogs. And we're walking down the street. I was about three steps behind another guy I know, Nick Simmons, and he looks at me and goes, "Dude." That's Kevin Bacon, like crossing the street. I, look, I go, oh, it is. He goes, I just had an encounter with him. I go, what happened? He goes, he goes. I go, Bacon, and he looks at me with such disgust in his face, and he's like, you're right, I deserve that look. And then, Kevin, <laughs> and I saw Kevin Bacon like crossing the street. I'm like, that is Kevin Bacon. <laughs> that's amazing. So that's uh, my tie. Kevin Israel, where can we find you?
2: KevinIsrael.com on Twitter at KevinIsrael_NJ and uh, you can check me out at Catch a Rising store for New Year's Eve. I'll be headlining. It's going to be an awesome show. So come out to that and check out my album, The Struggle is Real, on iTunes.
0: Kevin Goatee, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, fantasy football, jibber jabber. We are closing up the regular season. Playoffs are right around the corner, kids. Check us out for all of our top plays and my bets. Guess what? 64% against the spread. And don't forget. Gutting the Sacred Cow, please. Five stars and a written review. We go through this every time, and I've only had two new written reviews. Kevin, we do real... all of
2: this work for you. Do just a little bit for us.
0: Go on our Facebook page. Ask us questions. We are very fast to respond. Want to hear a movie? You, 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 you want us to break down? We'll throw it out there, but, you know, the comics pick their, uh, their films. We got some good ones coming up. Last Jedi, Dante Nier will be back here in, in a couple of weeks. We're gonna talk about that. Maybe someone's got the balls coming in do the last Skywalker. We'll see. Or maybe the Irishman, which drops in a few days, right? Any thought? Any
2: guess, Jeff, Jeff Paul.
0: Jeff Paul, the guy who took down Spaceballs. How do you think real, real fast, how do you think that got that's gonna end up? The Irishman. I the book I was bored
1: out of my mind with. I did not like the book. You know, everything I've heard about it um, has been good. A couple of my friends have seen some screeners. They really like it. They've gone to some viewings. I, I'm I'm skeptical of the aging, um, you know, how they they, yeah. they they went back and made everybody young, how that's not going to look hokey. I am worried that it's too long, but we get to watch it at home. So a bottle of wine and a pause button, I think, might make it um, watchable and, and maybe a really good movie. Uh, I've heard it does drag a bit, but they're
0: saying this is the best since Goodfellas Casino. They're saying wow. this is the third or even fourth best yeah, Scorsese right. film. Mildly optimistic. I'm mildly
2: hesitant. I'm excited. So I think we're actually in the same place.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> cool. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, AC Rowe, thank you for coming in, hanging yeah, out yeah, with us. Great arguments. We will see you guys later. Remember, five-star review and a written review. Thanks so much, guys. See you later.